Hi, good evening, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, Mindset Explosion Season 4, unbelievable. Episode number 5. Um, been really looking forward to this one. Joined by Wayne Smith. Um, and today we're going to talk about do what you love and love what you do. Um, Wayne, I think I did meet you last year in um, Peterborough. I think we was at the same event. I meant to say you we come yeah. on. <laughs> kind of met you. Uh, yes, we did. Oh, really? Yeah, it's now this. you've said yeah, now you've said that. Yeah, we did, didn't we? That's it. Didn't we sit next yeah. to each other? We I did. That's right, mate. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, we had yeah. to obviously spread out with social distancing. But mentioned, um, mentioned because we, we were talking about the martial arts and that, weren't we? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> so, yeah, um, you're uh, great to have you on. Thanks for coming on the show this evening. No, thank you, um, me, and I guess, yeah, no, I'm a pleasure, buddy. And it just, I, I guess, we kind of. I've had a, you know, we, we've taken what we love doing into our, well, I, I can't call it a career. Can you call your, can you call this a career? No, it's like, I don't, I don't. People say to me, what do you do for work? And I say, well, I don't go to work. I get up and I, get up and I just do what, what I love, you know, like every day. That's what I've done. It just goes yeah. from there, doesn't it? It's, it's hard it to call it a job, I think. I think so. But the best advice I had is make your hobby your best job you can have is a hobby but yeah it's not really sorry those that have jobs no, it's not, it, it's not work. <laughs> no that's right that's right that's what they say find a job that you that you love you never work a day in your life isn't it it's true yeah. isn't it so how you run it's olympia is it oh, quite i had it in olympia my head. boxing and sport on your daughter so how long has that been going yeah mate? so yeah there's uh, Olympia boxing has been going since 2013. Um, I, there was a group of us that started. It was there was four of us. So there was there was a good friend of mine, um, fellow coach Leo, and he was he's at Westry Boxing Club uh, in Maidstone. So he, he's an active boxing coach, and um, uh, there was me and him as the coaches. And then I, on the, there was four of us on the board. And uh, one was Louisa Arnold from Kent Sport, the County Sports Partnership, and James Cullen. Um, good friend of mine. He was the at the time was the Kent Boxing Development Officer, and and it started as um, Olympia Boxing started as Kent Educational Boxing. It was called, and it was just a just a bank account with some funding in. And and James, as a development officer, kept getting um, opportunities for community work. So not based in boxing clubs. So then you could go on. Um, you were bridging the gap between the boxing clubs and the community and um you uh basically you engaged all the young people and gave them a taster of boxing and if they enjoyed it you then signed post them onto their nearest affiliated clubs and uh james came lee started first and then james came to me and said would you be interested i said yeah of course yeah i'll, I'll start a couple of bits up and i started i think one or two sessions up in the evening and this was also like whilst coaching at the boxing club as boxers and um and then it just it kind of just became like it's just snowballed like i i sat down i thought well there's no there's no um there's no one doing this in schools, especially in like in the southeast there's no one at yeah. all and i thought like we've got a, we've got something to do here let's let's try and push it a little bit and um started growing it and growing it and then like f four years later me and lee literally running around like headless chickens like 
coaching God knows how many hours in schools and, and community programs come up. And we all four of us sat down and um and it got to a stage like like we were literally it was just a bank account. We hadn't set up like formalized a company or anything. It was just a non for profit organization. And we sat down and we said, listen, like we've kind of created a monster here. This is like really took off. We've got to take the next steps like um to to formulate a a decent organization and um and and the other three of them they they said uh like lee decided he wanted to do something he wanted to go on his own path with another business that he'd set up and uh, james and louisa couldn't um couldn't give any more time to the organization than they already did because they had full-time roles elsewhere and um but and and everyone decided right we've had a good run let's shake hands and and we move on. But by this time, I'd built up quite a few schools. Like I had, I'd, I had a good, good like client base, and, and um, of schools. I was, I was kind of like tapping in everywhere, like like disability sessions, a lot. And I, it's my dream job. Like it was an absolute dream job. Like, didn't, like we were just saying this a minute ago. I never thought I was getting up to go to work. I was just getting up, going coaching. It was great fun. So I decided, no, I'm not. I'm not going to let this go. I, I, I'm not prepared to walk away. And I asked them. I said, Look, listen, do you mind if I carry the name over, and I'll set it up as a CIC? And uh, they said, no, of course not. Like, best of luck to you. Go with it. Run with it. And uh, and as they say, the rest is history. And I, we've we've just finished our third year as a as a CIC, and um, we've become the UK's leading provider in in boxing fitness. And it's I don't say that with an e. Of course, there's always a nice little bit of ego with it because it's it's done well. But I don't say that as oh I'm number one. It's and that's it's a true fact. Like pre, like when we look, I've I often look and keep an eye, as you do on. I've got no com- competitors as such as in what we do like for boxing. But like there is a few organisations up and down the country that do what we do, boxing in schools and in the community. Now, when I last looked, there was a one company. And they, are, they were doing, their number of sessions was 14 per week. So they were delivering 14 programs per week. Well, pre-pandemic, we were doing 64, 64 programs a week. So that's why, that's why I say we're, we're UK's number one, right? Because yeah. of what we're doing. Like even now through the lockdown, we're, we're doing 30. We're doing 30 programs a week at the moment through lockdown. So um, and it's all online. I think we've got two two or three face-to-face, I think, in um, uh, disability schools, and that's it. Well, I think that's fun. Yes, it's just, yeah, it just just snowballed. But what it was was just, it's it's like what we're talking about, the whole whole name of your podcast was the mindset. It was just, just keep going, like, keep breaking down all barriers. Like, and people, like, I've got lots and lots of partners now that I work with, um, within the community, like community organisations, funders, um, like mental health charities, all sorts that we that we partner with on big projects. And people used to say to me, like, like how how do you um, how do you manage all of this? Well, one one reason is I've got a really good team now. I built a really good team. Like, got good good coaches. And um, but at one stage it was me running around. Like it was like, and then I. I I realised that like I was hours a day coaching in schools. Then I was doing a community session. Then I was doing my boxers. 
as well. And that was before, like, I was, I was doing like 10, 12 hour days of coaching nonstop. My body was falling to bits. And then I thought, <laughs> and then you just, you really, you're not going to, you can't have a ceiling. You're, you're here, you've got your ceiling. You can't go any further. And working in the business and on the business, you just, you can't do both. So, so I decided, right, I needed to bring in a, um, some other coaches and then start developing it. And that's what it's done now. And we, we range from, like, we do five-year-olds are the earliest, the youngest we've got. And I think um, even even now, doing the lock, doing the lockdown session, because we, we do disability sessions, um, and we, we specialise, we've got really successful Boxing for Parkinson's programme. And we've got a Boxing for Dementia programme as well running that we run with the charities. And two 88-year-olds that, that turn up to one of our online sessions this week, have a husband they are they're two lovely lovely couple there but so we run from five year old right up to 88 is our old anyone can do it you know so that, that's the thing as you know like in martial arts it doesn't matter if you're not if you're doing it for fitness and fun it, it you don't have to be the strongest you don't have to be the fastest it doesn't matter anyone can engage and have fun with it can't they oh yeah totally agree and i think it is it's it's wonderful that I love the fact you're working with disabilities because it's it's given them something that maybe they thought that they couldn't do, mm. um, and getting there and doing it. And you know, same way when we've seen that, and, and you see such a wonderful transformation. Um, like it helps our mindset, but it, it's it becomes like yeah. um, a two way thing, doesn't it? Because you, yeah, you know, oh um, god, yeah, yeah. Like the, the boxing for Parkinson's program. Uh, when when it was fake, now it now it's online. One of my coaches delivers it just so I could keep them earning money. Obviously, keep the team work yeah. like during this time. But when it was face to face at the club, because we run it out of the boxing club that I coach at St Mary's in Chatham, um, the uh, uh, I, I delivered that program myself. That was the only coaching session that I generally really do now, like because I'm I'm steering the ship in the office. Um, yeah. but I, I did that session because I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like it was my favorite session of the week. It's not, there's no pressure. There's like, there's no pressure on competition. There's no, like you don't, no one's there. They're all there cause they want to be there and it's just mm. bloody good fun. Right? And, and the, the, it is really rewarding as a coach because like you see, you see the difference that your sport can make to, to to people that have, that are living with with disabilities and stuff like in in the Parkinson's um in the Parkinson's program we had a had a guy eighty four years old he was and um, he when he first walked in he literally um, part of his symptoms with Parkinson's he he it was his mobility and he literally his walking was like a snail pace and it was like a step like he really was like he's so slow to get in and everything well within six weeks from i had him from that i had him actually running up and down the gym within six weeks time just wow. just just yeah. through just pushing like just little steps and 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 it like just you could you would not like the transformation even like he's one of his drivers came in because they had different drivers uh bring him to bring him in and like, like there'd be different ones each week. And one turn, I went, "Oh my God, what is ha- what's happened to him? How have you done that?" And I just like I I think what most of it is, of course, it's the physical activity uh, and the com and the combinations and the um 
through through their um, coordination, the word I was looking for. Um, but what the feedback I've had back was that a lot of them, like they say, you, you've given us belief that it's not over, that that yeah. we're not done, right? that we've been diagnosed with this thing. Some people sit in their chair and think that's it, like oh, I'm, I'm succumbed to this. But they they said to me, they said you've really given us the belief that um, that the coffin's not shut on us yet you know we're still here we can still fight this and um and they say to me the boxing regulates them i just intense exercise regulates like people that are living with with parkinson's and dementia and alzheimer's and stuff like that the coordination the motor skills and everything like that completely regulates them and they notice it when they when they miss a week as well now they say they say to you yeah Missed a week last week. My tremors were, were really worse and everything. Right? So it's rewarding. It's a rewarding program, really is. That's a massive thing. That is a massive mm. I think, uh, uh, Julie, I don't know if you're still watching. She's um, she's put a heart up, but she's probably a good person to talk to. She does a lot of work with um, um, disability and a lot of charity work. So she's Fantastic. Yeah, please. Yeah, podcast, so, uh, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, any... It, more the merrier. I'm happy to talk to everyone. I can yeah. talk for England. <laughs> and the, uh, the, uh, yeah, no, if anyone out there listening wants to have a chat offline, just please just message yeah, definitely. me. Definitely. I'll make you get hold of and we'll see what we can set up and do. We've got lots going on online at the moment. That's, uh, we All our programs are generally targeted like to specific areas, but because they're all virtual now, anyone can access them. So I think we've got some people that are accessing our programs in Norwich at the moment. Uh, yeah, he just got through through a housing association, got passed passed on and on and on. And I had an email, I think it was Friday, saying, "Is this is this program like targeted to a specific area, or can anyone can access it?" I said, well, anyone can access it. It's online at the moment. That was the best thing about online. Like, my mum's just put a comment. Like someone else, I got a. Um, Friend, buddy of mine, he's just started something similar with. So I've, it, it's great because you can all collaborate. But online is amazing at the moment because um, that lockdown came. The first lockdown, we had there was someone try. Um, had someone from Holland, someone from America. <laughs> wow, yeah, in- <laughs> mental, isn't it? Mental, absolutely yeah. mental, isn't it? Like, but yeah. how it's opened up the word. Like we found like something that's really true like true and amazing we started like as soon as the first lockdown came it was one of them moments like what we talk about like when we're up at peterborough and everything well i was sat there i remember sitting in my office and i had one of my coaches and uh, my business partner in sport on your doorstep the other business that i run and uh, we were sat there and we had boris on my phone on the tripod watching just as he like he was telling us the school was closures and everything like that. But like just before that, the day before, like when you knew it was coming, I like we were delivering. I think our number was um, yeah, we had sixty four programs we were running. That was schools and community. But our school programs, there was thirty nine schools we were delivering in per week before that lot first lockdown. And um, and the day before Boris closed all the schools. Obviously, everyone was getting wind of it, and everyone stopped externals. I lost thirty-one schools in twenty-four hour period. Yeah, I literally my ping, 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 and I think they're going, "Oh my god!" I'm just watching my business go down the pan. Like I'm sitting there thinking, "What on earth are we gonna do?" Like, and me, Mark, and Tommy were sat in the office, and like we'd had a day of it, like just trying to trying to brain, like just brainstorm, how are we gonna do this? 
and we were sat there and we watched we watched Boris like and he, when he said the words we just all just looked at ourselves and just because it was the unknown wasn't it you didn't know what what yeah. we were going into and um yeah. I just sat there and I thought bloody business is just completely closed like what we're going to do and the lad said to me they said what are we going to do and i said well first things first we're going to go to the pub and have a pint <laughs> so we so we oh, pulled yeah. down we paid yeah. i just thought what, what are we going to do i thought right well we need something we need to think about this so i thought well, there's yeah. one good way to th that men think about things and that's over a pint so so we literally we packed down and went down to the bar brought them for some dinner and uh literally sat. and that's when we just came up with it. we said we've got to be fast and and we've got to yeah. go online and and yeah. we adapted straight there and then like and i look back now me and tommy were talking about it only last week and it was um talking about our first sessions like that we did like talking to the camera it was a stuttering mess, like I like just couldn't get it because it's so hard because you're thinking you're needing, you're needing that interaction, then you had to get used to it. But, but we were lucky in that spec, like we, we got through that very fast. But we were yeah. lucky that we adapted because there's still clubs and still providers out there that just like just didn't want to do that, and they've they've not done anything, they've literally they must they're completely closed, like um. Because it was just like, what have we got to do? Like, like what we talk about up at Peterborough with Rob Moore and stuff like this. You, you've got to look for the positive in everything, haven't you? You've got to find the positive in every situation um, to get out of it. You, it was, right, come on then. This is what we've got to do. We've lost half the business. We've got, we've lost the whole business, really. Like like nothing's going on. So we've got to rebuild this. So we started rebuilding it. We didn't have much on, um, but we we managed to to float. You know, we we managed to float through, yeah. and um and the and we were safe. And then, um, but come this lockdown, because of our experience in it and the way that we'd set up all of our live programs and everything, um. We, we were fully set up and programs every week because obviously everyone now has gone from going into the unknown thinking what's going to happen here that everything's closing down the M systems and everything like that so we're now we're now delivering i think yeah i think i've got 20 20 schools that we're delivering um programs into every week at the moment um, most of them are pre-recorded like we're doing pre-recorded yeah. sessions you send them out on a monday um, because yeah. they they can then use the, the session multiple times during the week, and like because you've got obviously the kids are at home, but the, the schools have still got the vulnerable kids and uh, key workers' childrens in, um, and the t teachers are under so much pressure now with um, with their with their delivery plan and delivery and having to do everything online that that um, like PE is getting overlooked. Like PE's not really getting used, so we're we're lucky that we're being able to provide this for school. So we're getting we're getting um, getting some good stuff. Like we've actually on our reports because we got secondary school funding through Kent Sport um, Satellite Club funding. What we do for secondary schools and and some of our reports are coming back that we're getting like three hundred and fifty to five hundred students accessing a session a week. Wow. So, which is ginormous yeah. numbers. I mean, if you think the benefit off of that, like if we normal face-to-face -face session, um, that you just go right, you set it up in a school. All right, it's on a Monday after school, something like that. 
you would get your general 16 or 10 to 16 kids that are interested in boxing that have done it or know about it. But these 300 and 500 students aren't all of them. They're everyone. And and now yeah. what's happening is they're accessing them sessions because they're in their comfort of their own home. It's not intimidating for them to come into the session. They're now engaging in this session. Like I had feedback on a – I was on a um, young person's um, partnership meeting with, with uh, the youth workers and the police uh, on Thursday, and they had a panel of young – and they actually accessed some of our youth club sessions online – and oh, um, wow. the feedback was unreal, it, which yeah. was really powerful because it had actually the young people that were giving us the feedback. And, and the best part was that like three of them were girls that, that said, like, um, some of the youth workers asked them, said, would you have uh, ever had a go at boxing? If I said, oh, boxing's in the, in the room next door. They said, no, not a chance. Absolutely not. Not a bit of me at all. But since I've started this, they can't wait till it's face to face because they want to have a go. So that's what I'm hoping. Now, when we when we get back face to face in the schools, that um, the the club should be getting great, really great numbers because you've got all the students that wouldn't have necessarily engaged previously, but now they've had a taster of it, so now they're engaged. Oh, that's wonderful! It must be doing wonders for their mental health as well. As, you mm. know, it sometimes. You know, it, we hear it get said, but obviously, us being in there, we know how you know how powerful you know, you know that kind of type of training is. Just and, and for the yeah. sheer discipline that that comes with it. So yeah, that's fun. yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know how like like what what came from your background, but it was like yeah, boxing changed my life. Like I was going down a a bad path and stuff when I was a lot younger, and it was boxing. It was my two coaches, Paul Lynch and um, Dave Cotton. That, that turned my life around, you know, like they got hold of me and used boxing as the tool, which was what turned my life around and, and put me on the path that I'm on today. But it weren't for that, then um, God knows where I'd have been. So, so what, would you mind talking about that a little bit more? So, what, what was, where were you then? Um, yeah, so how did that? Uh, just mixed up in lots of drink, drugs, stuff like that, yeah. you know. Um, uh, didn't, fighting on the streets and stuff like that like a lot of that nearly got in trouble quite a few times um i was quite lucky to get away with not not actually getting completely done by the police a few times like for fighting and for drugs um and stuff like that and i was going down a right bad path like it was just partying is that, that that kind of age group but just went down a real bad way and um and then found the sport of boxing and and just kept going and like Paul just kept me in the gym Dave kept me in the gym and um like obviously when I said like I was saying before we come on air I only had four bouts and then I fell for a scaffold in uh, I started going back to the pub and started like with that life again just in the pub every day and stuff like that and 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 it could have been seen that going back to where I was and um, yeah. Paul and Dave come and got me and they said, no, 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 that's not, that's not happening. You're going to come. You've got, you've got so much to offer for this sport like, and to other people. Like you're going to come, you're going to start coaching. And they, um, and they dragged me back into the, into the club and got me coaching. And I always remember Dave Cotton. Um, he's dead now. My old coach, bless him. He was a great man. He was. And um, 
he uh, I always remember we were standing outside Seven Oaks Leisure Centre. There was a show. We had our home show, and I wasn't boxing. And um, and I remember him. I'll always remember his words. He said, "You'll make a good coach. You will. You could make a career out of it." And I, and I know him. I go bloody hell. He got that right, mate, didn't you? So like, oh, but I hope he's proud. I, I always say I, I know Paul's proud. He always tells me that he's proud. Um, but oh, I, yeah, cool. I hope Dave looks down. So do you feel like um, yes, what you lives on a lot? Do you do you, do you find yourself doing um, similar things for for children? That, yeah, um, of course. Yeah, well, I can use my experiences and stuff that I went through, like like um, when I was younger. Don't get me wrong, I wasn't like a, a real bad, like there's many yeah, people that are, came in a worse background and, and stuff like that than I was, but I was in a bad path. I was on a bad path. I was hanging around with the complete wrong people, um, that, that, and which is funny because when you look at these same people that are still, like you, you still stay connected, you, st- you see them, they're still doing the same thing that we were doing 15, 20 years ago, you know, so they've never moved on in life and uh, in and out of prison and and still involved in drugs and and partying, thinking that that's the way of their life. But that's up to them, isn't it? That's the way they've decided to leave. So, but that's yeah. how I I try and help and mentor, mentor other young people. You you can see the when you've been there yourself, you see the signs of which way it's going and and how they're going, uh, and how they which how they're going to end up. So you just try and guide them and and you you go out of your way as a coach, especially as a sports coach. You you all know the same as in the martial arts we're we're kind of a different breed because we're where it's um like where they say like football and rugby like your coaches you'll see them once maybe twice a week like once for training once for a match boxing it's bloody every day it's the moment you open up same as martial arts isn't it yeah you, you, like when you're training someone it's a it's a life it's not just like turning up twice a week and having a game it's a lifestyle so it's, this is where you, you you get to see and work with it and um and then just use the sport like one of my lads that works for me tommy he 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 wasn't wasn't a wasn't a tear away he was just a little shit i'd call him is what i'd call him he, he's now a great lad like he's he delivers all our program he delivers every single program we've got now he never even boxed. He didn't even box, but he came to. He started through my community sessions, and and it's quite funny because I often use him as a. He's a product of Olympia boxing, like with the youth work and everything like that. And I actually I've known him since he was born because I'm friends with his dad. But he uh, uh he used to come. Out, I actually threw him out of a community session. I banned him. Uh, when he was younger, I banned. Him. I tried so many different things with him, like to to try and straighten him out and he just kept coming back gobby 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 like this and and uh i can't remember i can't remember exactly what it was when i banned him but i banned him and uh and then it was i think it was about a month or two months later he actually gave me a message i'm so sorry for the way i've been acting i'd like to come back I said yeah all right no problem come back then and um start come back next minute it was was um can I do my work experience with you? Yeah, of course you can. So he started he come down his work experience. Then he went to college and he was doing like sports and fitness um stuff like that. Oh, I need more work experience. Can I do it with you? Yeah, of course you can. So he started coming like this, and then you just saw the I could see how it was like he was going from 
being a kid that was hanging about in the streets all the time with his bottle of white lightning and all the rest of it, you know, to to focusing on how and he, you could see it coming out of him. It was coming out and the, the coaching and and all passing on. And then he went on to doing his all his coaching badges, and now he's he works for me full time. Like he, uh, he he's a great lad. So it just shows product of how it works, and that's just a. That's what I, I I was in the same position, you know, and I got turned around, so I turned him around, you know. There's many more. There's many more of them. Like yeah. Every boxing yeah, coach, yeah, they do this. No, it's fantastic. No, and the great thing is that's just going to continue on. So the legacy of your coaches and their coaches onto that they put to you. Yeah, because they're doing it now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So no, it's, it's like lovely. a conveyor belt, isn't it? It just it just yeah. goes on and on and on, and 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 the more that we can do it, the better because it's the more it's the more people that we get to reach isn't it we do a lot of work with the police now um we do a lot of work with the police and the youth services and and youth where we're actually doing mentoring of like certain uh, we have a group group of young people and so and in some cases we actually do mentoring where it's uh, just an individual basis to work with a young person that's either um involved with the police and offending or just been released from prison and stuff like right. that to help turn their lives around, which has been very successful as well. Like you get to teach them life skills, use this, using the boxing and everything as the discipline. Like some people think it's like, it's just discipline of, of getting fit and stuff like that. And, it, but it's not, it's so much more than that. Like the discipline of it, like some of these kids, they turn up and uh, they turn up for the last five minutes of the session because they've only just got out of bed. You know, so so what your first target is there is to get them to turn up 10 minutes before the end of the session then 15 minutes before the end of the session. And then eventually it's turned up 15 minutes before the session starts and they're getting themselves prepared for plans and everything like that. And then you start, you think, right, now we're getting somewhere. Now you, you're learning the self-discipline. And then after that, you're then getting them ready to go for interviews for jobs and stuff like that. It's just it's just never ending and it just shows the pattern people go oh boxing is such an horrible sport it's so barbaric but look what it does for people you know it's unbelievable all all martial arts not just boxing all martial arts does I that, agree. yeah i think i you know what we're doing is sometimes it, it sometimes very often very much misunderstood mm, mm. yeah i only added i think it was last sorry i missed that Sorry, Wayne. I was just going to say you've done so well to to get in to get into a school. Never mind, you know the amount yeah. of schools you're in. It's not easy. I know. No, it's not. Uh, it's not, is it, mate? It's not. You, I often I have I have conversations daily where it's um uh, it, where it's the like you're teaching them to fight. No, I'm not. I'm teaching them completely the opposite. I had it this week actually. I had one. I had an email come through from a school. The school had just uploaded their uh they just started there oh so are you cut there Wayne you still there Wayne your signal's gone you still there sorry guys all with us just a, just a bit of a bit of Wi-Fi is messing about in the UK at the moment <laughs> I can see you can you see me i can see you yeah it just froze up but it was just the, the sounds back? went a, yeah 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 sounds went a bit patchy 
Um, sorry, can you hear me? About as far as you had an email. <laughs> you there? And they, yeah, I'm there. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Just keep, can you hear me? Yeah, it kept chopping. It's like, it's like a proper cage chopping. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the, so I had the email from the school and they actually forwarded the email from the parent as well. Mm. And um, they said, how can I respond to this? And it was just, it was, why are you? You, uh, you, I can't believe it's gone again. Fence <laughs> uh, is killing um, <laughs> This is often caused by an uh, unstable internet connection. Are we back? Uh, yeah. Are we back? Uh, yes, a parent was at. Yeah, a we are back. I guess, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, just uh, yeah, saying um, about being a barbaric sport and teaching our students to hit each other when you've got a no no touch policy in the school. I said, how do yeah. you answer this? And I said, well, uh, there's one way I, I could answer it, but it wouldn't be professional. But I said, I said, I can assure you all that is, it's a parent that doesn't like boxing. I said, that's all it is. I said, explain that all the all the benefits of this sport, especially especially as the virtual session at the moment, there's there's not many sports that that people can do virtually. You can't play football over virtually no, or rugby really. or anything like that. No, you can't do anything like that. Yeah. A lot of sports have been ruined by this. Like, but whereas like martial arts and boxing fitness, you can still do. And also the the main benefit of it is is that it doesn't require, because that was one of the things that school said to me, they said, because um, obviously they've got their two-meter rules in the school, um, and they said, oh, like if the class, if, if we can stream the sessions into the classroom, would the students be able to do the sessions standing behind their chairs at their desk? And I said, yeah, of course they could. Like that. I said, we're designed, we, we, we just adapt the session to make it do that. Like, And that's what, that's, I think that's one of the things why we've been, quite successful and and that's because we just keep yeah. adapting we break down every barrier like if someone says oh we are oh, we're gonna have problem of doing it like this because of this reason then we break that reason like we, we say oh, well, it doesn't matter this is this change it it's too, i get that often sometimes like with schools yeah, yeah. Like, you know, so we'd love to have you in but um the time that we'd have you in like for a lunchtime club that the hall's being used for lunch all the other kids are out on the playground. We haven't got no extra oh. Oh. oh sorry everyone. We it's probably, we've got a lot of bad weather obviously in the UK at the moment, so it might be affecting signal. Sorry, when you um come patchy up again. <laughs> Need to go and wind your wind up the Wi-Fi. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if Wayne's still there, but um, uh, great, great, great chat, and I think there's some great takeaways from that. Um, are you back, Wayne? I was just going to give some takeaway points from um, our chat, and I'm just thinking back to when you said 
uh, beginning of the first lockdown, actually. So um, when you, you kind of, well, what we're going to do, and I think great from a mindset point of view, I know you just said you, like, we went down a pub and out of pint, but I think it's kind of still there? Yeah, I'm still here, buddy. I'm just doing a bit of a recap. <laughs> um, so I, I, I love the fact you kind of took that. I was just talking about when you said um, the, first break, the first lockdown came. And I guess that training that you do must, even though we all get nervous, we all get those panic moments and it's like, ah, I guess that training you had through boxing and has kind of learned to calm your mind, you'd be able to say, right, let's go and have a drink, have that leadership mindset to say, right, let's settle down and find that clear space to be able to then, you know, look forward. Um, which obviously is what got you through, you know, the last year. And it just sounds absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, my mum's commented. She's my number one fan. Great interview. Thank you, mother. <laughs> um, and I think you've, you know, the way you've pivoted, uh, it is, it's just inspiring. Is I think you know, I'm still, still, um, <laughs> yeah, it's still, still bumming out. Don't worry, buddy. Um, so key points there really is look when panic hits, just take a step back, have a, you know, just calm the mind down and then you'll find that solution. And like Wayne has said in there a couple of times, like it's easy to create barriers. It's easy for people to find barriers, but just keep looking for, you know, break those barriers down. Um, if we stay focused on the barriers, then we're going to, you know, really fall into a lot of deep water. Uh, you back Wayne. Yeah, I'm here, mate. Yeah, I'm here. I just tried moving around by the rotor just in case it was my end. You had to put your hand up in the air, get the tin four hat, and then one foot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hang out, hang out the window with the laptop and see if I can get the telecom. Yeah, I think it's the bad weather, isn't it? Yeah, don't worry, don't worry. Yeah. Uh, I, well, probably got to finish up because I think me and you would end up chat. We should have gone to a clubhouse, really, and chat away everyone yeah. <laughs> there isn't it maybe we it. should do that mate maybe so i've got myself on clubhouse but i haven't actually um i haven't explored it fully yet because i've had so much other things to do that you just just say uh, it felt like another thing how have you got onto that have you, have you enjoyed it yeah i'm probably a bit the same as you I, I when you know everyone was going on about it and it was i felt like i was uh, 17 again trying to get in the nightclub <laughs> yeah. names not down uh, you know, what can all the VIPs go through? Hi, Matt. <laughs> yeah, all right. Wait for me, won't you? Wait for me. We let me in. It was like that for about two weeks. And finally, I got in there. And um, I, I mean, people hype it probably more than, but I, yeah. I, I was listening to Rob. Rob was uh, doing a, a room yesterday. That was really interesting. It was about, um, you know, what they talked about there. So I've kind of gone a bit in and out, but I've not created a room yet. I was going to do one with, um, Ben Taggart's in our in our group, but mm. got to you know we well, we just didn't get around to arranging it properly. So yeah, we'll have to arrange one definitely. This well, could be I'll, a, I'll be, go, I'll be game if you want to do one, mate. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I'll definitely be game. I, I want to get stuck into it a little bit more. To, uh, just to, um, like they say, it's early doors, isn't it? If you utilise it nice and early, then um, then you you'll get the benefits of it, but it's just one of them things, and it's another it's another job. It's another job that you got to do, isn't it? It's you just think bloody hell, I'm trying trying to read, I'm trying to research, I'm trying to run three businesses, and and now they want me on another social media channel, and I'm trying to run four platforms as it is. 
I think it could be a good one, but um, I, maybe we're yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just going to say goodbye to everyone. Probably a few people, what are they on about now? Clubhouse? <laughs> yeah. everyone's heard it, so. <laughs> um, thank you, everyone, for watching. Um, I'm definitely going to get Wayne back on because we, we had so much to talk about. Um, thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah plenty more. In that snow. And I'll see you next Sunday. Same bat time, same bat channel. Peace, love. Bye-bye.